to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Hey guys, hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. Just like the rest of the world, though, I've been doing some reflection on the people of color who have made an impact on my life. Aside from the incredible people I've come to know personally, there are a number of famous black people who sparked my interest in music. And I didn't realize it until now, but some of my earliest memories of music are thanks to black musicians. Now, on this podcast, I usually try to get straight to the point and quickly share the takeaways that you can learn from, but I hope you'll indulge me for a moment as I go down memory lane with some personal stories, but I promise, stay tuned, there are some great takeaways. When I was four years old, my parents had a record player. There were two vinyls I had access to. One, the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas album, a must-listen, I guess, <laughs> and Donna Summer's Greatest Hits. You'd think given my age that I'd gravitate toward Alvin and the Chipmunks, but they bored me quickly and there's only so much Christmas music I could take. And as much as I loved the 90s, it was actually 70s disco that first stole my heart. Donna Summer's Last Dance was the first song I ever loved that wasn't a nursery rhyme. There was something about the way it started off slow and soulful and the flutter of the flute came in and then the bar chimes. It was just fascinating to me. I love the suspense it built leading up to the disco beat. And I remember I'd start spinning and spinning and spinning in circles as soon as it dropped. Also on that album was her song, MacArthur Park. And I just remember the lyrics completely befuddling me. I didn't understand why someone would leave a cake out in the rain. It was a visual my childhood imagination would paint every time I heard it. So those are my memories of the Queen of Disco, but I also have fond memories listening to the King of Pop. On car rides with my dad, we'd sing Michael Jackson's Bad Album, which we had on cassette. And I just remember sitting in the back seat as a young girl, feeling so rebellious singing about being bad when I'd always been told to be good. And with my limited vocabulary at the time, the simple lyrics, I'm bad, just made me giggle. And then when I was five, I got my hands on my very first CD, Mariah Carey's Daydream. I don't remember how I got it or why or if I ever asked for it, but it quickly became my favorite thing. I'd flip through the CD's insert, staring at pictures of Mariah, just in awe of her beauty. And while other kids were reading fairy tales, I studied the lyrics to songs like Fantasy and Open Arms. I remember one time, someone brought to my attention that the song One Sweet Day with Boys to Men was actually about death. And at five years old, this idea was so foreign to me. And once someone told me that, I remember listening to this song over and over and crying because it made me think about my parents dying. As I reflect back on these childhood memories, I think of how they shaped me into who I am today and the passions that I've pursued. But beyond that, 
they remind me how much the world needs change for our black community right now. Yes, it's great to see how we've come together with black squares on Instagram and the messages of hope and all of the donations rolling in and all of the links to resources that we've seen, but we won't really achieve change until we embrace our differences. And to do that, more people need to openly share their differences. I talk a lot about differences and sharing your story when it comes to personal branding, but in our fight for racial equality, this message rings true in an even bigger way. We are all empowered with platforms to use our voice. I hope this episode inspires you to share more of who you are, not just right now, but every time you introduce yourself. In my personal branding course, I teach my students how to present themselves in this competitive world that we live in. There are countless people who will have similar qualifications or backgrounds as you, but to stand out, you have to articulate what makes you uniquely you. And that's where personal stories come in. When we talk about ourselves, most of us mistakenly spit out positions we've had or companies we've worked for or certifications we've earned. Have you ever read somebody's about page that just felt like a ramble of their resume? Ugh, no. It's your story that will make people connect with you and add more context to who you are. Stories humanize you. Whether you're interviewing for a new job or pitching to a client or networking at a conference, they make a lasting impression, more than any title or credential. So how do you tell your story? You might not think you have an interesting story to tell, but let me put your mind at ease for a second. Traditional storytelling says stories need heroes. In grade school, you probably studied the hero's journey, popularized by Joseph Campbell. We believed every story had to be adventurous or suspenseful and challenging and triumphant. And that's just not the case. There's an author I love named Kendra Hall. I talk about her and her book, Stories That Stick, quite often on this podcast. And she says stories don't need heroes. They just need characters. Think about it. The stories I shared with you are hardly heroic. There was no villain or battle to overcome and no brush with death or groundbreaking revelation. Instead, I took the simple moments and objects from my childhood, like a record player and a car ride and a CD, and wove them into a story to illustrate who I am. So as you set out to build relationships and tell your story in the real world or online, start with your own memories. They can be from your childhood or something more recent. If your memory needs jogging, Here are a few questions to help you rediscover some of those special moments. When was the first time you became interested in the field or trade you're in now? Is there a person in your life who inspired you to pursue your passion? How did you meet this person and how did they influence you? What hobbies or interests from your childhood have stuck with you into your career or adulthood? What school subject did you excel in the most? Do you remember a certain project or assignment that you were most proud of? This is a good one. What is your most prized possession and why? There's bound to be a story there. 
Who was the first teacher who noticed your potential? What did you say you wanted to be when you grew up? What was a pivotal moment when you decided to set a new goal or make a change? What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Who gave it to you and in what context? What are the biggest challenges you faced in both your personal or professional life? Has anyone ever told you you couldn't do something and did you prove them wrong? I sure hope so. And lastly, what is something you failed doing? We all have failures, so what's the story behind yours and how did you overcome it? You'll notice many of these questions require you to look back on your childhood, which isn't surprising. You guys know I'm a very nostalgic person, and I believe our calling doesn't always find us in adulthood. We first experiment with our interests as children, and we follow that path. Yeah, sometimes we change course as adults, but there's probably a story there too. So no matter the medium, Portraying your personal brand means getting personal. You can have the flashiest website, the most impressive portfolio, or the most coveted award sitting on your shelf, but it's your story that makes you memorable. So I hope you'll find it and tell it every chance you get. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe, or better yet, leave a review. You can also join our Facebook group called Making the Brand Groupies, for real-time pop culture discussions you can actually learn from. As always, thanks for listening.